Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. As of late last week, 1,405 people in the greater St. Louis area have died from COVID-19. That's an eye-catching number. But Jessica Murray doesn't want that number to just be a number. She created a website to remind us that each one of those 1,405 people enjoyed fun, friendship, and family. By bringing them to life with photos and short write-ups, she reminds us of the humanity behind each casualty. That website is stlouiscovidmemorial.com, and Jessica Murray joins us today to talk about it. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I understand you were actually on a socially distanced date when you got the idea to start this website. How did that possibly come out of a date? Well, I checked Twitter, and I saw that this that New York City had a COVID memorial, and I thought that this was such a fantastic idea that of course, St. Louis would have what New York City has. So um, I did a quick look and there wasn't anything. So I thought, oh, this is a WordPress website. I can build it myself and start it. So I um, was just entering my credit card information to buy the domain name whenever my date got back with food. So this is you were killing time on a, on a date where you had some downtime in between uh, the food run. Is that is that right? Yeah, like he got up to get food and it was a delay and he had to wait and use the bathroom. And so I checked Twitter. You are really multitasking here. I am impressed with this. And and I can see how the New York COVID memorial site would have spurred you to say, we need a, a local alternative to this. Is what you ended up putting together, is it pretty similar to what they did in New York? It is. You can search by name. You can sort if somebody is a veteran or a healthcare worker Um, I will have sorting by age. I'm figuring that out on the technical end. Hmm. Um, But most importantly, you can submit a loved one and you can get a visual representation of so far 93 or 94 people who have died of COVID-19 in the St. Louis metro. That's so cool. And a little bit about them. And and now that the word is getting out, I imagine it, it's probably easier to get people to submit stuff. But how did you get started? You can't just say, oh, I've got a website, submit your story. Did, did you have to proactively um, look for information about people? Yeah, I was spending several hours on Saturdays and Sundays looking through obituaries mm. and really reading through everyone, because if you do a search for COVID-19, there's all the COVID-19 words of this is socially distanced because of COVID-19. So I really had to read through thousands of obituaries to find ones where they say publicly stated that the person had died of COVID-19. And from there, um, it really feels like you did a great job of of sort of pulling out the most interesting things about these people. You know, so many obituaries are just a a long list of descendants, and that's super important to those family members. But you found just some great details. Um, I want to read for our listeners a couple of these that that you wrote. This is, again, from Jessica Murray's site, which is stlouiscovidmemorial.com. Here's what what you wrote about Richard Bartholik. Richard was married to the love of his life for 64 years and loved being a husband and father. He coached basketball, baseball, and other sports and taught his kids how to be good team players and cooperate. Richard is remembered for singing to his closest friends, loving food, and being an all-around amazing friend and great guy. He just kind of comes to life in that description, that part where he sang to his friends. That detail must have just popped out at you. That's that's something you wanted to include. Yeah, and 
I'll look on social media or in the comments and tributes section of the obituaries for to see what other people have said about the person that died. So I really like try and get to know the person that I'm writing about. Here's another one that that really struck me. Catherine Bronson, retired welder and excellent cook, died peacefully of COVID-19 on May 20th, 2020 at age 96. She was active in her church and was known for being witty and direct. That's just such a great, you can just picture this, this 96-year-old former welder and just her direct manner. You must kind of get to know and and almost love some of these people as as you're reading the comments that, that people have left about them. I can't tell you how many people I wish that I could just have dinner with. Mm. And I mean, I'm sure that their relatives and survivors must be thinking the same thing because we are losing some amazing people. Yeah, it's just it's heartbreaking. It really does hit it home. Jessica, I'm wondering if you've lost anyone you know personally because of the virus. Not yet. Okay, so you're able to look at this from from a little more of a distant perspective, but now you feel like you know these. Are there any that, as you're looking at it, this is one that just really hit it home for you, the the loss that that people are experiencing? Um, it's usually the most recent person that I wrote about, but Reginald Gladney was such an amazing person. Like the the helpers in general, the people that help their community, whether it's Ruth Beckman Murray that was a nurse educator and wrote textbooks or whether it was, you know, a former cop that helped with juvenile programs. The helpers are the most difficult ones of the people that devoted their lives and their careers to helping people. Hmm. Now, Jessica, I know by day uh, you have another job, a full-time job, a job that actually pays. You work in marketing and sales support for a construction company. So when do you find the time to even work on this site? Um, Usually after I exercise and after I eat. So between like around 7.30 and 10 p.m. So that's a pretty big chunk of time there. You you putting that time in pretty regularly? Yeah, just about every day. Sometimes on the weekends I'll get it. I'll get it done a little bit earlier or a little bit later. I with social with the social isolation, there's not that much to do. Yeah, I guess that helps. You do have more free time. Um, has your boss been supportive of of what you're doing? Yes, uh, my employer has just been incredibly supportive and told me that he's very proud of me. And it's been really wonderful to feel that support from my coworkers. And so now this is taking off. You were featured in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. They wrote a great story about this. Um, Are you starting to hear also from random people now who are are finding you through that? Yes. And the the emails from family members that are thanking me is just, it's heartbreaking. I read, I got an email on Saturday, on Sunday that just made me burst out in tears because it was a widow of a doctor who of a, of a retired doctor who had died and she was talking about how she went to the nursing home and watched him through the window and brought him food and she couldn't be with him in his last minutes and how the nursing home was scrambling for staff and it was just I could see it in my head and it was horrible and my heart went out to her and then I read emails from people just telling me that I'm doing awesome, but I'm just, you know, I slapped up the website in a few hours and it just, I'm just writing one a day. So 
it really, it, it, it really, I don't, I, I don't know what to say. It really moves me. Yeah, it, it feels like it's really, um, it, it's taken on this life right now. And that's got to be wonderful to see that something that came out of just randomly scrolling through Twitter, you've, you've got this thing. I wonder also if in the fabric of all these lives that you're learning about, if this has changed in any way how you feel about uh, the region as a whole. We have some amazing people in this region and people, even the loneliest people, like one of the women on the site that I wrote about, her best friend submitted her memorial. Even people that just die with a very few friends or who have outlived their family, there was somebody that they helped along the way and that who loved them and who misses them. And we have so many awesome people in this region. And so that's funny. I feel like sometimes when people end up in the news or they're doing something that's more outward facing, a lot of journalists find this. They, they hear from a lot of trolls. They get harassment, things like this. It sounds like you have just had such the opposite experience. You're, you're kind of seeing the love that surrounds us. It has blown me. The beauty and the love has blown me away. Now, you've also made a point um, to say that you feel like this website doesn't always represent as many people of color as you would like to feature. And you you do want to change that. And this is something that, that you freely volunteered when you talked to our producer. But why do you think that's been the case, that, that you haven't been able to feature as many of those lives? Well, um, now I have been getting in. I've gotten more in since being featured on the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, but I think that what it is, is it's a cultural issue of not putting cause of death in the obituary. Hmm. And Jessica, are you still there? Yes. Oh, okay. You know what? I think we're having some problems here with your line. I think we're going to call you back on your cell phone, if you don't mind. Um, oh. I'm gonna, oh, okay. I'm going to disconnect this connection. Just answer that phone when we call here. Um, and for those of you who are just tuning in, we're talking to Jessica Murray. And um, as a, a labor of love, she has put together the website stlouiscovidmemorial.com. Um, she's now got profiles of 93 different people in the St. Louis area who have been lost to COVID-19. And Jessica, I understand you're back with me. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. Okay, great. Sorry about that. This is just a perpetual problem during this pandemic when we have everyone connecting by phone. Sometimes the connections go in and out and, and you sound much better now. Good. So you were saying you think it's kind of a cultural thing that that um, maybe causes of death aren't always included so much for people of color as um, as white people might include for their loved ones. Yeah, that's what I was told by uh, that's what I was told by a very good friend. That's interesting. and But you do feel like, I just want to make sure I've got this right since we were having yeah. some of those connection problems. Now that this has been in the Post-Dispatch, you're hearing from more people of color with stories about their family. Yes, I am. Because people because people of color are disproportionately affected. They die at roughly tw- twice the rate that white people are dying of. And it's, and most of the people on St. Louis COVID Memorial are white. Mm-hmm. So it's it is biased and um, it's not out of the fault of my own though. Sure, and that's that. It sounds like you're yeah. you're doing what you can to rectify that. And I guess the more yeah. people you hear from, uh, the easier that'll get. So if you have a loved one, I know Jessica is is earnestly seeking more information about that at, at stlouiscovidmemorial.com. Jessica, it does sound like such a big task. And now that more people are becoming aware of it, you're going to hear from more people. Are you looking to take on any help in in managing this big load you've got here? 
Well, the New York City Memorial is managed by the Craig Newmark School of Journalism, and so that would be my ideal goal to uh, have an institution um, like a school, of, like a local school of journalism or a local historical nonprofit take this over, because people dying of COVID-19 is not going to just magically go away this summer or this fall. Mm-hmm. This is a long-term project. So this is not something you see wrapping up anytime soon. Sadly, I wish it was. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to know that, that you're ultimately looking to hand it off to somebody. Maybe somebody's listening today who, who could do something about it. You've got it off to such a great start. I want to end on a slightly lighter note here, and that is I understand you're not 100% alone in this. You actually have three pets that are helping you. This is Boo, Arthur, and Misha, and they sit on your lap. These are cockatoos? Yes. I've had my oldest one, Boo, for 20 years, and they live 50 to 80 years. Wow. And they're actually helping? These these birds are not getting in the way as you're trying to work on this serious project? Well, sometimes they're a little bit distracting. And so sometimes I have to go back and correct some writing or something because they'll just start screaming the sound of their people. <laughs> so they're both a help and a hindrance a little bit in the way of many pets these days. Yes. Yeah, they can be very loud, but they can be very charming and come and sit on my lap and see what I'm up to and get petted and pick up on my mood. Well, Jessica, I'm, I'm so glad to hear you have some help. And it's, it's good to know that even as you're dealing with just these very serious stories and, and these lives um, that, you know, so important to memorialize them, that you also have something that, that can make you laugh. So I guess that's why that's why animals are in our life. Yeah, they're they're the best. They're, they drive me crazy, but they're just the best little animals. Well, Jessica Murray, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for letting me put the spotlight on these human lives that have been lost to COVID-19 in the St. Louis area. Um, And to check out Jessica's work, you can go to stlouiscovidmemorial.com. That's also linked on our website, which is stlpublicradio.org. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.